You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You are listening to another episode of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, the official Bengals podcast of the SB Nation podcast network and the number one Bengals fan podcast out there. I'm Anthony Gazenza, joined as usual by my co-host, John Sharon. John, how you doing? Busy week this week, but hope you're hanging in there, my friend. Busy week, busy day, but it's been kind of culminating up to talking to the guy in front of us. I know. Uh, we, we're sitting here making this about us when, in fact, the show is about the man right in the middle of John and I, if you're watching the live stream video, Mr. Mike Daniels, one of the newest additions to the Cincinnati Bengals, defensive lineman extraordinaire, and I know a lot of fans are excited about him being here. Mike, how you doing? I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, but hope you're doing well and enjoying your new team so far. Yeah, I'm doing extremely well, uh, and I'm enjoying the team. I'm enjoying the city. Uh, I'm really glad to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving my entire Cincinnati experience right now. Well, that's great to hear <laughs> because, uh, you know, the, the Cincinnati Bengals kind of did things a little differently this year in terms of outside free agency. I don't know if you had been made aware as, as a player about the Bengals' reputation and maybe not diving into outside free agency, but – you were one of the most, if not the most high-profile free agent they brought in and a wide variety of talented players that they brought in this year. What exactly drew you to the Bengals this year, especially in a year that they seem to kind of be in a transition mode, rebuilding mode, what have you? Uh, I'd say it had to be the um, the details to the process. You know what I'm saying? The, the details to their interest, I should say. Uh, I, I had an opportunity to speak to all the coaches, uh, Coach Taylor, Coach Lou and my defensive line coach, Coach Easton, uh, they, they seem really excited to get me in here. Um, and it really seems like they're they're moving things in the right direction. You know, Cincinnati has always been an extremely competitive franchise. I've been to two Super Bowls in the 80s. So to, uh, you know, get back on some competing ground, uh, that, that's that's always really good. And I, I really like Coach Taylor. He's I really like Coach Taylor. Mike, I mean – I think I speak for my co-hosts when we say when we do these interviews, we love we prioritize giving the players a voice. And that's kind of where I wanted to start here. I mean, you spent the better part of the last decade living and working in Wisconsin. But the issues that are going on in that state and in Kenosha specifically, they transcend just that area as an American and as an athlete. Do you have anything you want to say about what's going on in Kenosha with, with the Jacob Blake situation and with the Milwaukee Bucks boycotting the playoff game? Or if not, just what can you say anything that you've experienced within the Bengals locker room talking and discussing some of these issues since you've been there? Yeah, I, I'll say in general that if you can't, you know, have compassion for another human being, um, 
whether they're when they're on the receiving end of an act of violence, then you know that that just says more about the type of person you are. And you know, we can't ignore the fact that um, you know, racism is very real. And a lot of people, they aren't uh they don't they would like to turn a blind eye to it. And there's a lot of people who stand against it, and you're seeing more people being uh they're they're being more uh, courageous in, in standing up against the things that they always knew were wrong. Like I had a football coach of mine from um from a uh, high school, you know, and he was um a gym teacher at my middle school, and I've known him since I was 12 and he sent me a lengthy text after the George Floyd um, video uh, came out. And he said, you know, Mike, I've really kind of just sat back and I allowed neighbors and even family to say certain things and have certain views. And I can't do that. He said, I work with a lot of black kids, help a lot of black kids get into college, uh, have a lot of black friends. And, and I have to stand up for what's right. And, you know, more people that take that approach in general, then you'll you'll see the change that needs to be made. Well, well said by you, and thanks for sharing your thoughts on that. Uh, a lot of a lot of things happening this evening as you join us live, as as my co-host mentioned. So, thanks for sharing some thoughts on that, Mike. Being from the area, at least playing in the area that you played, uh, that my co-host mentioned in Green Bay, you were also in Detroit. You were you came from the NFC North. You joined the Bengals. You know, there, there are some similarities between the organizations, kind of a smaller market, especially Green Bay, Cincinnati, uh, maybe a little bit more family oriented in terms of the ownership group, that sort of thing. Is that is that something that also maybe drew you to the Bengals, just the way that they kind of run the organization? And it, it was kind of something maybe you were a little comfortable with in, ter in terms of culture? Yeah, and whenever you see um, loyalty towards – the players you got got like you know AJ Green, Dunlap, Gino. They've been around a long time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you know even with Ocho Cinco and those guys back in the day, uh, Corey Dillon and and, and um, you know all the low school guys. You you know you pay attention to that type of stuff. Like man, these guys are career Bengals. And when an organization shows that type of loyalty to their guys, that's that 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 only speaks to the. Uh, the, the higher ups, you know, the, the ownership. And that's that's definitely where you want to be. You want to be somewhere where they they love their guys, you know, because as you can see, um, Coach Lewis stuck around a long time, did a lot of great things, always had an extremely tough defense, defense I, I admired big time. And um, now Coach Taylor comes in and it doesn't shock me that you got two guys that the, the players love, you know, back to back. And that just speaks to um, the way the, or the organization is ran. One of the guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, please finish. I was just saying. So absolutely, that that definitely played a part in my decision. One of the guys that you mentioned was Geno Atkins, and I, I think uh, leading up to uh, the Bengals signing you, I, I was I was looking on like Geno's Instagram, and I see you comment on a couple of his posts. Like, I wonder if these guys are friends, and I wonder if that's, there's maybe a connection there. And sure enough, you you, you know you ended up signing with them. How long is as your friendship with Gino go back, and does it go back to all the way to your Iowa days when Marshall Yonda came up to you and said, "You got to watch this film on this guy who's wrecking us in the AFC North." Yeah, and and when Marshall brought that up to me, I instantly started watching him, and then I, I was a fan first, then I became a student after because he was so good. My respect for him, you know, was through the roof. So to be able to play next to him, be in the meeting room with him, be in the weight room with him, be in the locker room with him, to learn from him. Uh, that's, that's, that's just awesome. 
You know, I haven't had a chance to be with a defensive lineman that I could really uh, learn from because of their uh, body of work and how they do things since I played with B.J. Raji back when I was in my first fourth, first through fourth year uh, in the NFL. So uh, G- Gino is a guy who I uh, I reached out to him, I want to say about three years ago on some, you know, anime comic book type stuff. And uh, he, he's him and I definitely uh, have a lot of similarities in that way. And just his path, I respect him. Six foot tall, fourth rounder. That's 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 where I'm at as well. And I watched how he has overcame so much, and he turned out to be the one to you probably say the best draft pick in this class. So to really watch him, study him, and get to know him as a person, um, I mean, I'm I'm just really excited to be here and playing playing next to him, man. You know. Uh, I reached out to him and he answered, you know, he, he doesn't have an ego or anything like that. And he knows a lot of younger D tackles look up to him and he, he always makes himself available. I watch how he is with the guys in the locker room. Super cool dude. Well, you with Gino, DJ reader, Sam Hubbard, Carlos Dunlap, that is a formidable, formidable defensive line. Definitely that the Bengals will be sporting this year. And I know a lot of fans are happy to have you in stripes. We're talking with Mike Daniels, one of the newer acquisitions and high profile acquisitions that the Cincinnati Bengals made this 2020 off season. He's joining us courtesy of EAG management, uh, his, his representation group. We're thankful that they let him uh, get, get some of his time this week. Mike, uh, you have your career has been very, very outstanding, and you made a Pro Bowl in 2017. You've been to a lot of and played in a lot of uh, postseason games with with the Packers. There's one thing though, and I want to ask you about this. And, and don't get me wrong, we're going to ask you about that anime thing in just a minute too. But okay. the, the the one thing that sticks out to me when I look at all your stats, and they're all impressive, one touchdown. As a rookie, it looks like it was off a of fumble recovery. I want to ask you this. Do you remember what your touchdown celebration was when you scored that touchdown? And if you were to get a touchdown return this year, be it interception, fumble, etc., with the Bengals this year, do you have any idea as to what kind of celebration you'd be showing us if you yeah. got to the end zone this year? Yeah, absolutely. And it's I've been cooking this one up for a few years now, ever, <laughs> ever since that touchdown back in 2012. But I remember my celebration um, ran 43 yards and scored. So I kind of just put the ball up in the air and I was excited. Then I, you know, made sure I crossed the line and then <laughs> I, 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 let, I let the ball drop in. I went to attempt a Lambo leap. I got halfway up there, but wow. that wall, come to find out, is the higher wall. The other wall that you see the guys kind of just jumping, you know, spinning on top of it. That's the that's the shorter wall. So oh. I got the shorter end of the, the shorter end of the stick on that one, no pun intended. Uh, if I were to score a touchdown uh, this year um, with the Bengals, I'm, you know, we we you mentioned anime. We definitely have a lot of anime fans, particularly on the defensive line. So, we'll um, man, this, I don't, don't want to reveal it, but it, you don't have to. It'll, be something, it'll be something Dragon Ball related. Okay. okay. And it's going to look phenomenal. And we're going to break the internet. I love it. I think I know exactly what he's talking about, but I'm not going to say it to the audience. Um, in your time in Green Bay, you spent a lot of time in that in that Dom Capers defense, where it was very it was a lot of odd front looks, and you were playing a lot of uh, five technique and also three technique, which is kind of where your career took off. What was the role that uh, I think the Bengals, I guess, pitched to you in terms of coming on, and has that role, I guess, changed with 
all the injuries that have happened with guys like Rennell Wren and Ryan Glasgow. Has anything changed with you since you came to Cincinnati? And do you, what type of role do you foresee yourself having in this defense? I'm extremely flexible. And that, that's how I've always been. Coach Capers, uh, Coach um, Petten, Coach Patricia, they all line me. They line me up all over the place from the five all the way down to the zero to the other five. And I'm, I'm here to do whatever they ask me to do, dropping the coverage, whatever, whatever they need me to do. That's what I'm here to do. I want to help this team win. I want to make everybody else around me better. And I just want to overall be the best teammate that I can possibly be. And the only way to do that is by being selfless and doing what's asked of you. So I'm for it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something here for you, Mike, and for our for those who are joining us live and or watching the show after the fact. I, you have a very interesting uh, way to kind of keep in shape in off days. Yep. Uh, here's <laughs> here's one from your your Twitter account. The uh, the cupping um, that is kind of a, a newer fad in terms of recovery for for athletes. And then you've got another here that I want to share, which is pretty interesting. Um, it is you, I believe this was a recent day off, uh, working in, I don't know if it's a cold tub or a hot tub, uh, doing some lineman drills, it looks like, while, while doing there. So no days off. Uh, days off is not a day off for you. Um, I guess talk about the, the respective differences in these practices and really how it helps keep your body, especially a handful of years now into the league, how it helps you keep uh, refreshed and uh, ready to go in the dog days of training camp. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the the cupping and the acupuncture, the acupuncture more so is energetic, helps your muscles let go of uh, unnecessary tone and tension. Then I'll get into the cupping, which is funny. I remember when I saw, I think, uh, what Olympics were those? (sighs) I forget. Uh, where Michael Phelps, everybody's making a big deal about, you know, the massive uh, bruises he had on his back from from cupping. And I'd already been doing it for a few years before then. So it's, it's something that's been around for a long time. I, I got familiar with it in my uh, second year in the NFL. And uh, that definitely helps let the muscles relax even more. And, um, you know, it, it, it helps uh, pull like some of the toxins out. Uh, it, it helps with the uh, um, the fascia and letting it all loosen up and everything like that. So uh, the, the cupping has, has been really good. I'll do a little bit of laser that helps heal at a cellular level while I have the, the muscle and the skin raised. So that's awesome. And then the pool, uh, that's more of me just, we all know the pool is, is resistance, right? Right. And the, 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 the more resistance you get, the better you feel. And, uh, getting in that pool, working my defensive line, hand work, my, uh, my my football stance, coming out of my stance, it was just translating to the field with me being more explosive, me being looser, me having overall better flexibility. And that's 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 what's extremely important. The more mobile and flexible you are, the, the longer you last and the more effective you'll be um, the longer you play this game. Well, it's not – very normal for a defensive lineman to last nine years in the NFL and also play at a high level. But would you say that your your training methodology has has kind of changed in recent years just because you're reaching up there in terms of years played and also because of some of the injury issues that you've uh, ran into the past couple of years? You, you have to monitor, you know, your uh, the, what you do when you're working. 
And I've been blessed that the injuries I had were more freak accident type things, not um, soft tissue or uh, it, it, like there were just freak accidents, really. So I can continue training at the, um, the the volume that I used to with the intensity that I did back when I was in college. You know, I can I can maintain that because of what you just showed my recovery tools that I have, whether it's cupping, uh, lasering, chiropractic work, uh, acupuncture, and then then the pool work with which actually uh, doubles as a workout and a recovery. So. I will say that the the recovery aspect of it definitely increases the the longer you play, but that's something I've always taken seriously because I knew the day will come where I'll be year nine, uh, thank God, or I was hoping the day will come. I'm year nine, and I knew the day will come. I knew the day will come where I would have to recover from an injury. Now I'm recovering from two, fully recovered, but I'm glad I I built up such good work habits with my recovery that. I'm able to bounce back in, in, in the way I did. Talking with Mike Daniels, one of the newest acquisitions for the Cincinnati Bengals. He joins us courtesy of EAG Management. Hopefully you've got a few more minutes with us, Mike. We want to get to know you. We've got to know the football player quite a bit here, and we know your resume coming into Cincinnati. It's quite impressive. You teased a little bit that your personal interests bleed into – football as well with the the anime and the touchdown celebration i understand right, you're a right. dragon ball fan i've seen some other Absolutely. features done by other networks about your passion for anime uh comics that sort of thing so i guess for fans to get to know you a little bit talk about kind of how you got into that area and is it only the anime sphere that you're interested in does it also bleed into the marvel dc and the big films that we've seen over the past handful of years talk about you being kind of a an anime comic book nut if you will so i am an uh i mean i'm a huge huge anime fan i, ha I have been since uh, 98 you know uh starting with my sister Watching Sailor Moon, she's older than me. Watch Sailor Moon, and then Pokemon, and then Dragon Ball, and then it just, just, to, you know, came tumbling down, man, like dominoes, one after the other, one after the other. But I, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge manga fan. The manga is the comic book version of the anime, and a lot of times anime are based off the manga. So uh, I'm a huge fan of that, and absolutely, I am a DC and Marvel fan. I am not which as you prefer, which you prefer. Who I prefer. Ah, that's a tough one. Depends on what you ask. If you were talking about the DC, if we're talking about the animated universe, like the animated movies yeah. and the cartoons, then DC hands down. Yeah. DC yeah. hands down. There's there's no competition. Their movies are their 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 cartoon movies are phenomenal. DC animated universe is they're killing the game right now. Everybody knows it. And it goes back to Batman the animated series. You're not gonna find a better cartoon than that ever. Ever. Period. Right. See what I'm saying? Um, Marvel uh, definitely they, they got them edged out in the uh, the box office smashes of the movies and everything. We know that that's not even a competition. So you know that's God's way of balancing out the universe, right? <laughs> that's that's how that's how I look at it. I, I feel like this question is like 15 years old, but I, I still need to ask it: Who, who wins in the fight, Goku or Superman? <laughs> it, it depends on what Superman we're talking about. Depends on what Goku we're talking about, right? Super, what, super Saiyan, Super Saiyan. So, so it's here's where Goku will have the edge. Goku's an actual martial artist, so 
Goku always gets stronger. Superman kind of has his limit. And then he gets, you know, Kryptonite reminds him of his own planet and he he, he gets is weak. We know that. Goku doesn't have weaknesses other than that he's extremely naive. He's not stupid. He's naive. People get that misconception. So uh, I, I would... I'd have to <clears throat> Harlan. I'd have to give it to my boy Goku because Goku will lose, but he'll eventually get himself up. To, if Goku loses, he'll eventually work himself up to being able to win because he's always getting better. Getting educated, getting educated by Mike Daniels. I love it, Mike. I, I got to ask, what do you have a prized piece of comic book? memorabilia or uh, anime memorabilia and if so do you ever see that springboarding yourself after maybe after your nfl career is done do you ever see yourself opening some sort of comic book memorabilia collectibles type of store i've seen some of these videos that you've been in where you you've kind of worked with kids inside of a, a comic book right. store. And I was, my mind kind of went there i'm like i wonder if he ever has aspirations to own something like that one day so that that definitely I'm I'm a big like uh um comic book store kind of guy. Uh, as far as me only one, I will not rule it out. I will not I have a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff, man, that's like people would pay top dollar for because it's so rare because it comes from like a certain time period. You talk I have Dragon Ball Z fan dubs on VHS. Wow. There's wow. no way you're going to find that nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Ever. Right. People pay top dollar for that. The quality is not good, but because of what it is, right? So I, I definitely have a lot of uh, collectibles, and I, I would not rule out me um, opening up a, uh, a memorabilia store. More so just to be able to connect with um, you know fellow comic book and anime fans, more so. Well, I also understand we've talked football. We've talked about your passion, uh, you know, for anime and comic books. I also understand that you um, have a beautiful family. I think you have a child on the way as well. Your fifth. Is that what it yeah. is? That? Okay. Uh, just tell us a little bit about your family. I mean, obviously that is of utmost importance above everything else we've talked about. Um, and congratulations on the newest edition coming to Thank your family. You. So, you know, after serving uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God, my family, I, they are they're they're everything to me, man. You know when you get those dog days at camp and your legs feel like cinder blocks, just think about my wife and my kids and why I do this, man. You know it ain't for my personal glory; it's, it's for me to be able to 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 show my family that Dad works very hard and he works very hard for you guys. And he's setting a standard for greatness. Now, I could have had any profession, but that's just the approach I take with it because of how I love my family. You know, I want to give them something to be proud of, that our dad gets up and works his tail off. And that's just the standard. And and, and um, my wife, she's she's my uh, she's my everything, man. My better half, she is my best friend. I made a lot of good friends in college when I went to Iowa, but... I met my best friend and my wife and she is like, I have a bad day. I'm calling her. I'm having a great day. I'm calling her. Something crazy happens. I'm calling her. I need advice. Something. I'm calling her. 
I talk to her before I talk to anybody. Even before sometimes I'm going to talk to my coach, I say, babe, what do you see right here? Like, what do you see? Now, clearly she can't coach me in the same way that my coach can, but she knows me. There's been times in the games where she looks and she says, wow, you didn't look like yourself. I'm like, what are you talking about? I felt great. No, you didn't like yourself. What was on your mind? I'll go back and watch the film. I'll reassess myself. Then I'll look and say, oh, my gosh. I did have something on my mind. I'm seeing what she's seeing now. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, definitely, definitely, definitely my best friend. And then my kids, they're, they're always watching. So I have to make sure I'm the best me that I can be at all times. And I, I love living like that. I really do. You get any of those kids in, into the, the comic book sickness yet? They they immersed into the. <laughs> yeah, they, they are. They are, man. I'm, I'm always catching them watching um, like because I watch a lot of anime in Japanese yeah. subtitle. Right. So I always catch them watching their shows on Netflix, which has a lot of foreign shows, not just from Japan, but like from France, Spain and Portugal, whatever. And they'll be watching it in the show's native language. Right. With. English subtitles, and I'm and I and I say, you know, guys, you way to be cultured, <laughs> way, way to be cultured, right? You 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 you, and you don't even realize how much you're learning, how much you're being able to comprehend, and understand because you're taking yourself out of your own comfort zone, and that 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 that's always good. Has that passion taught you Japanese? Like, do you do you know the Japanese language from watching so much anime or reading manga? At one point, I, I did. I had taken a, a a small hiatus, so I lost a lot of my uh, a lot of my knowledge, right? And but I did know know a few words. And um, I, I at one point I was going to get well. I had a friend of mine who actually uh, minored in uh, speaking Japanese, and he oh, took wow. Japan and everything, right? So you know, once he did that, I kind of said, I, I I give up. You. I don't know any. I, I'm not. I'm not even going to mess with you. So, uh, yeah, man. I, at one point, I did, but I didn't get a Rosetta Stone to learn Japanese. I have to activate it so that I can. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we we're gonna get you out of here, Mike. I, I asked probably for about ten or fifteen minutes, and you've given us close to thirty, man. I, so sorry we've chatted your ear off, but this has been incredibly enjoyable. Oh, man, it's okay. John, John and I have spoken to. Dahani Jones on this program before, and we jokingly called him the most interesting man in the world. You, my friend, might have taken that throne from him. You are uh, you are an excellent interview and a great guest. We appreciate you coming on. Is there any charity or side business? I know you're working on that comic book store in the future, but huh. is there anything else that we can help you promote before you get on out of here? Yeah, um, New Souls, Inc. So new... Then Souls, like the, the bottom of a sneaker, Incorporated. They're a, a non-profit uh, uh, organization um, based out of Camden, New Jersey, or Pensacola, New Jersey. And the, the cities are like right close to each other like that, right? And what they do is that they provide um, shoes and clothing and at times food for um, families that are in need. You know, I know they will go and drop gifts off to uh, uh, kids uh, underprivileged children during the Christmas time, and they uh, they just recently had a like, you know, like a, 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 a ice cream truck just right there, and just was giving out free ice cream to um, everybody in the neighborhood and stuff. So uh, they they're doing some really good things, 
you can follow them on Instagram at New Souls Inc. Sorry, I no I idea what I'm doing. I put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yep. At at New Souls Inc. Very no, cool. And they're they're doing an amazing job. I'm from New Jersey. I'm from South Jersey. My father's from the city. And I, I really just, you know, love to see people doing the right thing and uh, paying it for it. They've been blessed. Be a blessing on the others. So I uh, respect what they do. They're going to be my calls, my cleats this year and definitely involved. That's awesome. Well, we will put that link in the live chats for both Facebook and YouTube uh, viewers, as well as in a write-up we're going to do, Mike, we're going to put this interview on, on the front page of CincyJungle.com so that all Bengals fans can get to know you. They can watch this interview, listen to this interview, and read about some of the many interests and uh, your beautiful family, all kinds of great things. Uh, I know great things are ahead for you for the Cincinnati Bengals this year. A welcome addition. Thanks for joining us on this program and uh, stay healthy. Be well this year, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to coming back. Absolutely. Right. We'd love to have you back on. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. All right. You too. This has been the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Our thanks to Mike Daniels for joining us and EAG Management. For John Sheeran, I'm Anthony Cazenza. We'll see you next episode. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.